Hey folks, we're back. We're doing the uh, conference tour. Um, I built the podcast booth. I took it to IncheConf. Talking to Jesse Sanders. You're the what CEO? Yeah, CEO so, and founder of uh, Brebug. Brebug, right? This episode is sponsored by Sentry.io. Recently, I came across a great tool for tracking and monitoring problems in my apps. Then I asked them if they wanted to sponsor the show and allow me to share my experience with you. Sentry provides a terrific interface for keeping track of what's going on with my app. It also tracks releases so I can tell if what I deployed makes things better or worse. They give full stack traces and as much information as possible about the situation when the error occurred to help you track down the errors. Plus, one thing I love, you can customize the context provided by Sentry. So, if you're looking for specific information about the request, you can provide it. It automatically scrubs passwords and secure information, and you can customize the scrubbing as well. Finally, it has a user feedback system built in that you can use to get information from your users. Oh, and I also love that they support open source to the point where they actually open source Sentry if you want to self-host it. Use the code devchat at sentry.io to get two months free on Sentry's small plan. That's code devchat at sentry.io. You know, I think we did a MyAngular story and we talked about your story there as far as all that goes. Um, what I'm really curious about is uh, I hear you're a musician. Oh, we're going to go straight to that. That yeah. is absolutely fantastic. I love that. Um, I, would, I, would, I would say that very loosely, sir. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was in a previous life, maybe, gosh, 25 years ago. Yes. Yeah, but you, you were talking about the mics and yeah, it's, it's always interesting to me to get commentary on my gear. But yeah, I got these mics because I can throw them in a bag and then I can throw the bag around and then I can pull them back out and they work great. So. Yeah, we would throw them against the stage and all sorts of craziness. So yeah, um, sure, SM58s are, are, yeah, the gold standard. Here. Yeah, they're solid. Excellent. So yeah, um, the only thing that they didn't survive is one of my kids. Okay, this is about you, but I'm, I'm yeah. Perfect, let's, let's talk. So, so yeah, so my kids, uh, they, they got a hold of my mic. Yeah, what they do? And they twisted the top off. Uh huh. And they kept twisting, and if you keep twisting, eventually the wires will get pulled out. Oh yeah, that's that's not good for microphones. No, it's not good for microphones. And and these they're nice, but they're not exactly cheap. So no, no, they're not cheap, but they're good. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, um, so yeah, they can stand up to quite a bit, but not my kids. Well, I promise I won't take mine and swing it over my head, smacking <laughs> anything. Much. Yeah, yeah. Little liability issue there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're safe environment here. Yep. Yep. Cool. So um I, I did want to dive in. So you you've spoken at the conference, you've emceed at the conference. Um what what did you speak about? Let's just start there. So I spoke about one of my favorite things right now, which mm -hmm. is Cyprus. Very passionate about it. It's really changing how testing is happening, especially yeah. in the end-to-end -end world. So traditionally, you know, we've been using tools like Selenium-based, uh, either WebDriver or Protractor, mm -hmm. and and Cypress actually has a new spin on it. Right. And what we find is that the tests run faster, more reliable, and um, there's some other really great features built right into Cypress mm -hmm. that, that make end-to-end -end testing fun again. Right. Well, the other thing is, is that um, when when I got into testing, unit testing was the big thing, right? Because it's fast and it's easy. Exactly. And then I found Cypress and I was like, I think I might just use this from now on, right? Because the unit test tests the individual pieces, but then sometimes the unit test would pass and the app still wouldn't work because the units worked, but the integration didn't. Exactly. I, You know, I saw a presentation on Cypress about a year ago. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the presenter on it had the traditional 
um, pyramid yes. and with unit testing being the base and that that's uh -huh. where you're going to have the most tests. And in the next level was integration and this small right. little piece for end to end. And he actually made this very bold suggestion of like, what if we took the pyramid and flipped it upside down? And, and the end to end testing was the, where the majority of the tests were right. some integration and in, and even fewer on the unit testing. Right. And, and that got me to really think that, hey, maybe maybe there's something to this. Yeah. And once I got done listening to that that presentation, I was like, there's some there's some real merit here. It's right. something that we should be looking at. Yeah, because then you just unit test the stuff that's hard, right? Exactly. We test unit test things that are um, a lot of times I feel like we're just unit testing to get code coverage. Yes. OK. And so we want to get code coverage so that we know that we have all the hard things tested. Uh -huh. But the only way we know that is if we test everything. test everything. And a lot of times then we're writing tests for very uh, innocuous and mundane functions that yeah. aren't really doing much. But we're doing this so that we can get the, the coverage mm -hmm. and we can verify and check the box, if you will, yeah. that, hey, we have unit tests. Yeah, yeah. So the the rest module, right? The rest module works. Yeah, 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 yeah. I included it in like eight things, and it works in all of Absolutely. it. Look at that. And as as individual functions, they all work. But yeah. when we take them and comprise them all together as as right. a as a full unit, and we're trying to test these, um, that's where we start to see the failures. That's yeah. where we start to see the the problems. And so that's why in in, in testing is right. really important. Becomes really apparent when rest doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. and and. You think about this. Or it's GraphQL or we're whatever. Trying to, we're trying to test the the business logic. Yeah. And the interactions well, of that's a that's where user, the value is. Absolutely. That's we want to make sure that you know the example I give over and over is that if we have a product that that when it has a quantity of less than 10, uh -huh. we want to show a reorder panel. Right. And on that reorder panel, it allow a manager to uh, you know be able to reorder and and uh, increase that stock. Well, how would we do that in a traditional Selenium WebDriver protractor based test? Yeah. So I have two options. I either have to create the data right. so I can go locate it, or I have to have a seed database right. that hopefully hasn't gotten too messed up, and I'm having to maintain a database. Yeah, you do. A non-controlled database. Or yeah. you blow away the seed database and then start over. build it up. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, you almost need a full-time developer just to, to work on seed databases <laughs> and make sure that those match you know, all the tests. And, and so, I, I've never actually thought that, ever. Oh, I, I never thought that would be a good yeah. idea. I'd never done that. Um, but I, I hear, and that's yeah. a common uh, mis, yeah. you know, thing that, that people talk about. I think the common misconception that people think about with end-to-end -end is that if I don't test all the way to the API, that's mm -hmm. not really end-to-end. -end. Right. And, and that's just really not true. Yeah. Um, the API itself should have extensive tests. Right. That, that, that to... Oh, Yeah you know, load testing and as well as integration mm -hmm. testing, you know, we're, we're right. actually hitting against the back end and making sure it's going to yeah. work because that is the, that, that is the, the, the core of our application. Yep. But once that's done, it's almost like this. You'll have developers writing tests. Right. They will actually test RxJS. Uh-huh. Not their application. Yep. But be testing, testing something that already has its own set of tests. Right. That already have passed. And so it's like, no, stop doing that. Test yep. your app. Yep. Test those interactions, test that business logic. And with stubs and fixtures in, in Cypress, we can do that so quickly, so yep. easily. We make our tests 100% reliable, super, yeah. super fast. It's just, yeah. this is what we've been waiting for. Awesome. So uh, did, do you think you convinced anybody? I'll, I have had so many people come up and talk to me and uh, ask me questions. In fact, as I was getting into the booth here and going like, no, 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 I'll find me in like an hour. Yeah. I will. I'd love to talk to you. Right. Um, 
But yeah, so many people have been coming up and asking me about it. Um, everyone's like, hey, that's the Cypress guy. And I'm like, no, no, I actually don't work for Cypress. I'm a Cypress right. ambassador. Right. And I do a lot of talks on Cypress, but uh, it's just one of the things that I'm passionate about. Right. Absolutely. So uh, I'm going to change topics on you a little bit. So walking through the sponsors area, you see Breebug in there. Um, I'm, I'm a little curious, you know, you, you do the development consultancy and things like that. Are, are you looking to find uh, customers or? Yeah, we're always looking for new customers. So we, we do really primarily two or three things here. So mm -hmm. we do training. Right. Um, we want to help the community. We want to help businesses. And so we've been developing um, training platforms to help people. Right. We also work with um, um, several other Angular GDEs that have expertise in areas mm -hmm. and that we work to bring them directly to customers so they can get the exact help that they need. Right. So... Um, the other thing we do is consulting. So that might look like staff augmentation or it might look like a more general like consulting to help right. teams accelerate, mm -hmm. understand and and uh, really complete these these big, large enterprise systems right. that are complex. Those are the things that, that that, you know, developers love to work on that what we love yeah. to work on. And we're really good at it. So we like to help other people with right. that. That makes sense. So, of course, we're always looking for, for new customers, people that we can help, um, even if it's just a conversation. Mm -hmm. So what's the plug then? How do people find you? So really easy. You can go out to uh, Breebug.com. You can find us out there. Mm -hmm. You can um, hit us up on, on Twitter. Um, you can find me in, in a city almost every single month coming out and speaking <laughs> and talking to people. I'm, I'm very passionate, you yeah. know, yeah. Chuck. Um, about getting out there and talking and helping people and showing people what's what's cool, what's yep. the stuff that you should be looking at and considering. So you can find me sometimes there, you know, uh, traveling through uh, cities. But, um, you know, I'd say just reach out to us. Uh, there's a easy way through the web. There's a contact form. Mm -hmm. and, and I'll typically I'll be the one responding directly to you and talking to you. That's awesome. And it's, it's interesting, too, because, you know, your company has, what, 30, 40, 50 people? Yeah, so we're, we're right now around 25. Oh, okay. I think we're going to be at about 30 by the end of the year, yeah. but, you know, we'll see. Yeah, but um, you see companies, you know, once they get past, like, 15 people, you email the CEO and their assistant's getting back to you, right? And right. so I think that's cool that you're... You yeah, get back to people where you can. I want, I want to have more of a personal touch. I want to be able to sit down and talk to people mm -hmm. about success. And so we're actually working on on some new things, and and some people have been like, "Wow, that's that's pretty crazy," but um, we're passionate about client success. Right. Right now, what is it, about seventy percent of all software projects fail, either in terms of budget, timelines, or features. Yep. Okay. And some projects just flat out just canceled. Yeah. Okay. And so what we're looking at is our our mission and our purpose is is to make software simple and yep. predictable. Mm -hmm. OK. And so what we've been working on is um, a core set of standards that if you will follow what we talk to you about and say, hey, look, if you right. will follow these steps, uh -huh. we will guarantee this, the success of your project. Right. OK. Now, if you want to go run crazy the other direction and do stuff, we'll help you still. But we can't guarantee you know, the, right. the success of your project if you're not willing to um, do what we consider basic concessions mm -hmm. of, of how we build software successfully. Right. Well, and it's interesting. I mean, there are so many ways to do a thing successfully, but there are certain principles behind it. And so, yeah, if you can codify that into practices and say, look, we're going to follow these principles, we're going to do these practices, and we will have success, that makes things a lot simpler for a lot of people. 
Absolutely it does. And that's what people are looking for. They're looking for a successful way that they can get their project done on time, on budget, and with the features that they need so that they can do business the way that they want. Yep. Right. And so when we look at projects and they fail and, and, uh, companies are struggling with that, you know, I, I think it, it just comes down to that, that everybody wants to, to find a successful way to deliver yeah. software now. Yep. Oh, 100%. And it's funny that you're talking about this because, you know, I've been working on my own software as a service product that I want to release for podcasters. And when I was a developer doing consulting on my own stuff, you know, I would commit to timelines and I would just get the stuff done. But now that I'm hiring people to do it and I have people working for me and, oh, it got complicated in a hurry. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, software can get complicated and timelines and, and, and oh, whatnot. Yeah. And so we have to have ways to manage that. And what we're doing is we're taking a successful pattern that we've been using for years mm -hmm. and, and continuing to distill that down about what works and yep. what doesn't work. And that way we can help clients be successful. Yep. Well, and, and that's that's a skill that I find. Uh, so one of the topics that I want to start a show on is development leadership, right? So CTOs, dev leads, you know, people like that. Mm, and yeah. that's a skill that, you know, nobody gets taught, right? They kind of get thrown in the deep end. Hey, congratulations. You're our senior guy. You're now the team lead. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, why are the timelines slipping? And why are we over budget? Why? You know? Yeah, I think there's a few people that are Cause, very cause lucky. Because nobody gets those skills. Yeah, there's a lucky few that, that actually have a mentor that actually help them get right. to that level. Yeah. Um, and that's actually one of the other services that we're offering is helping mm -hmm. on um, uh, technical leadership and right. helping to uh, have helping companies to accelerate that technical mm -hmm. leadership so that we're not just talking about the fundamentals of, of NGRX or, or right. core concepts within Angular or a programming language, but hey, how do we actually run successful teams? Right. How do we run successful organizations mm -hmm. and change the paradigms so that we, we are the number one place to work at where we get more talent than we could ever possibly right. because of how we run our company? Yep. 100%. Love it. This episode is brought to you by TripleByte. Applying to programming jobs sucks. You have to put the right keywords in your resume. You spend hours and hours on the phone screens and take home projects. And that's assuming the company even responds to your application. Well, if you're a software engineer, TripleByte can help. They work with over 400 top tech companies from big names like Dropbox and Adobe to exciting startups. You do one brief online interview with them. And if you do well, you go straight to final interviews with the company on their platform. It's like the common app for software developers. TripleByte does not look at your resume or where you went to school. All they care about is if you can code. I've helped dozens of software developers with various credentials get jobs, and this looks like a terrific way for you to get in and get interviewed and get a job without a lot of the hassle and overhead. You can go check them out at triplebyte.com slash A story. That's triplebyte.com, byte as in eight bits. As a special offer for listeners of this show, if you take a job through TripleByte, they'll offer you a $1,000 signing bonus. Um, I'm going to move us along a little bit. Uh, talk to me about Angular Denver. So Angular Denver. Wow. Um, I'll let you in. You want a secret on, on Angular Denver? I hear you've got a really, really great speaker coming. I, I you only gave him 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but it's going to be the best. It's going to be minutes. the best 10 minutes. So Angular Denver started, uh, we did it last year for the first uh -huh. time. Right. And, and it was sort of, uh, honestly, a, an accident. So we had been doing a smaller event called an evening of Angular. Right. Yeah. We, I, I came out for you one came of those. Up, yeah, yeah. You came out in April of last year, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, you and Dan Walleen. And, and Dan's so, was better, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> both great talks. We were, we're, we were honored to have both of you. Right. And what it really honestly started out from a, a, a scenario where I looked at and said, you know what? 
Denver's got such an amazing technical community, uh-huh. and we I just didn't feel like we were getting that many speakers to come to Denver right. and talk. Yeah. So I kind of made a bet with Joe Eames that uh, about coming out <laughs> and speaking, and he he won the bet. Him and Aaron Frost uh, came yeah. out in January of, of uh, last year and spoke, and it just sort of tripped the trigger. And I'm like, okay, well, the people will come. Right. And, and then we had you and Dan, and then we were looking to do one in the end of July or first part of August. And we had eight speakers that wanted to come and we had two slots. So I was mm-hmm. going to have to say no to six people. Mm-hmm. And we're getting ready to do all the planning for it. It's, it's late May, early right. June. And I'm like, well, what would happen if we just invited all of them? Right. And we had eight speakers. And maybe we could just add a couple more, you know, maybe we could get up to 12 and we could round it out and we could have a one day conference. Right. And I pitched it past Joe Eames as a, since he mm-hmm. is a, an organizer here for NG Conf, right. laid out the plan. He's like, that would work. I think that actually has wings. And so we went for it and we had a successful, con- uh, um, I almost said concert. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, you a, are a musician. A set, remember? Yeah, exactly. Well, again, loosely, um, <laughs> We had a successful conference. People were blown away uh, by the the speakers and and having this event in Denver. And so we're doing it again this year. We've expanded it though from a one day format to a two day format. Right. Um, we also have found that the best talks tend to be the twenty five minute talks mm-hmm. or ten minute talks. Right. That um, really much more than twenty five minutes, mm-hmm. and we start to lose some people um, yeah. unless it's a very interactive workshop right. type of thing. Yeah, and you so, force people to boil it down to the basics. Exactly. We get to, we we get uh, to the nitty gritty really really fast. Yep. Okay, on a, a twenty five minute talk, and so we went from twelve speakers to forty four speakers. Wow. Eleven. I believe we have eleven international speakers that are coming to Denver to come speak. Nice. So this little vision, this little dream uh-huh. of hey, we're gonna we should get some speakers to come to Denver has turned into this. Oh wow, this is this is getting kind of crazy. Yep. But super super cool. And for those of you that didn't get the clue. Chuck is coming and speaking, and yeah. we're, we're so excited to have him. Um, we yeah. did shorten your talk from 25 to 10 uh, to, to, to make it work, but we're yeah, excited. I got the invite, and I was like, 10 minutes. How do I boil this down in 10 <laughs> minutes? <laughs> well, we want you to do this in Denver, too. I would love to have you come out and do some podcast stuff. Oh, absolutely. And we'll, we'll set up a space, and and uh, we'll, we'll figure out a, a way to make it work. Yeah, that would be terrific. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I'm still for trying to figure that out. Yeah, so we've also yeah, got serverless on Angular in ten minutes. Server, yes, absolutely. I don't even have time to say this is going to move fast, folks. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm also excited. We got two days of workshops. Um, we've got members of the NGRX team. So mm-hmm. uh, Mike and uh, Brandon are coming out. Right. We've got. Uh, members from the RxJS team. So uh, Michael and Jan are mm-hmm. coming out. We got Dan Walleen coming out and teaching Angular architecture. Um, I'm doing a class on advanced NGRX. Joe oh, Ames nice. is doing a, a class either on unit testing or Cypress or right. workshop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, so some of these uh, are two-day workshops, some uh, one-day workshops. But we've got just an all-star lineup yeah. of people coming to Denver. Um, the, the other thing I want to mention that we were – very pleasantly surprised is that we had we believe about 25 percent attendance by women last year at angular mm-hmm. denver and we we do our best to promote that and we got an amazing result that that we were just flabbergasted by we're like wow that is amazing um and it just feels good to create a conference about inclusion mm-hmm. 
Um, we do it as a nonprofit, by the way, as right. well. We don't do it for any profit. Right. Anything at the end that's left over gets donated to a local group that works with kids in tech. Nice. And we basically put it five or six in, into a hat and we draw one out. And the best part is we actually invite them to mm -hmm. a meetup. Then subsequently later, we actually might change that this year and have them come in on the last day of the conference right. at four o'clock. And so that we can present a check to them at that time. Awesome. Yeah. That's terrific. Definitely a lot of fun. Highly recommend. Hey, if you if there's any way you can get involved in your your local meetup, if there's any way you can get involved in your your, mm -hmm. your local conferences, like oh, get yeah. out there, speak, be a part of the community. Yep. Well, and it's it's interesting too because you're talking about kind of a smaller conference. I mean, this is a huge conference. You know, it's in my backyard. I I live near here, but yeah, yeah. Um, you know, last month I went to a conference. It was a Ruby conference held in Salt Lake, and they held it over at the community college in one of the auditoriums. You know, had a, a couple hundred people there um they managed to bring out uh matt who's the guy who created ruby yeah and yeah you know it it's it's interesting because this is fun because i get to see a lot of people but those are fun because they're so intimate and you know it's like oh wow you know you get you tend to get a few more local people too so people that don't come out to the other conferences and you just get this different experience it's uh, i don't know in some ways it's better in some ways it's worse but it it's it's just more or less different and it's just terrific because it's like you see the same people in the hall the whole time and yeah and absolutely you have a conversation with somebody and then you walk by them you know an hour later because it gets a, it's a go, break yeah go hang out with them on a break go have lunch with yep. them you know it was really important for us to keep the price point really really low so yep. uh, this year the the price point is right around five hundred dollars depending mm -hmm. on when you purchase your ticket right. Um, we want to make it accessible to everybody. Right. You know, we we lower the prices on on workshops mm -hmm. uh, down to around three hundred dollars per day. Right. So again, we're just want to we want to maximize the chance, the opportunity for people to do this, uh, to be involved, to be able to come out, um, and we encourage people that hey, if 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 you're not able to purchase a ticket, reach out to us about a scholarship. Oh yeah. And and we'd like to talk to you about that. Um, uh, to, to help get you, you know, um, to the conference and, right. and be able to participate. Cool. So what are you working on now? Wow. Um, sleep. So, uh, <laughs> I've heard I, of that. I don't know if you ever, you know, I've done a, a workshop, but wow, a whole bunch of work to put on a brand oh, new yeah. advanced in workshop. So that took a, a quite a bit of time. Um, I'm getting ready to, to leave for London. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I'm going to Tel Aviv for Angular Up. So oh, London nice. is international JavaScript. Um, Tel Aviv, I'm going to Angular Up. I'm very excited about that. There's such a great crew out there. Yeah. Another smaller, like I, I wanted to go so bad, and they didn't accept my talk, so I couldn't talk my wife around to it. Yeah, yeah. I this is my second year in a row that I've got to go. Yeah. So it's it's absolutely fun. The organizers are great. Um, I get to what I love about these conferences, I get to hang out with friends. I get to see yeah. you. Mm -hmm. I get to walk through these hallways and it's like, yeah. So these people I only get to see once a year, maybe twice a year. And right. it's like, Hey, yeah. You yeah. know, and it's just so cool to go hang out, have lunch, you know, just catch up, get yeah. your opinion on this or that, mm -hmm. you know, what do you think on what's going on with this and what are you learning today? And, and I think that's one of the best things with a conference. Yep. So outside of that, what I have going on, uh, I'm supposed to be training for a triathlon. Uh, that's, that's not going so well. Uh, but I am in an appropriate group. I'm in this, uh, Strava group called pathetic triathletes. Uh, oh, really? yes. Yeah. So, uh, I'll give you know, there's a, an angular Strava group, right? Is there, I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. I think Igor set it up. Igor. All right. I'll have to, I'll have to find that and, and get on there. So I got to get serious with that. Uh, I'm doing a race in September. 
Nice. And and then uh, hopefully when if everything goes well, train for and and not train for, but complete a race, uh, a full Ironman in November. So wow, yeah, yeah. Ironman is kind of my eventual goal. I'm running my first marathon in October. So awesome. That's what it starts with. You know, it starts with a dare. Yeah. Or some some sort of thing <laughs> to get you to get you to go there. Yeah. Uh, I remember when I did my first marathon, someone asked me, they're like, what about a half marathon? I was like, that doesn't really scare me. I can do seven miles now. Right. To, to, to 13, eh, 26, though. Mm-hmm. Whew, that's scary. Yeah. Um, but it was one of the, the best things. Very motivating. Oh, one other thing that, that I got going on. Um, I have been working with Joe Eames with Thanksgiver. So I want to give Thanksgiver a little plug. Yeah. If we can here. I was um, going to say you've been on the Dev Ed podcast. A bunch. I've been on the Dev Ed podcast uh, a bunch lately and I will continue to do so. I love hanging out with that crew. And um, I've been listening to it. Awesome. What do you think? You it, like it's terrific. Yeah. And uh I'll, I'll admit, part of the reason I listen is because my production team is the production team for DevEd, oh, and God. I want to make sure that the, I'm like, I'm like, yeah. If 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 I'm telling somebody I'm going to produce, it's going to be dang well produced. Right? And it's been a terrific show. I've I've really been impressed with who he's lined up for. Yeah, that. the guests have been great. Um, the the panelists have been great, and I'm excited. So now that things are, are settling down a little bit, I've got several courses that I've been working on specifically mm-hmm. for Thanksgiver. So I've got a pipes course that I'm yeah. hoping that'll be out right after the first of June. Nice. And so I've been digging into pipes and learning, uh, you know, every last aspect to be able to mm-hmm. teach that. Um, and it, gosh, you know, it's, I thought I knew everything about pipes, but there are a couple mm-hmm. little things like, wow, I didn't realize that. Yeah. That's why that is that way. So I'm excited to be able to share that knowledge. Nice. Yeah. It killed me to tell Joe that I couldn't do a course for him because I really wanted to. You should do it. You should. Tr- I don't have time. Oh, yeah. I do not have time, but. Yeah. yeah, that's always a challenge. But but I love also just his hands-on approach, right? So it's not just, hey, here's a video, but it's here's a video. And then here's a uh, uh, stack blitz set up for you. And, you know, go get some hands-on stuff. You can launch the app from Stack Blitz. I mean, you know, it, it's it's development. You're learning it. And you don't have all the headaches of, oh, I have to install Node. I have to install this. I have to install that. You know, it's just there. It's yeah, and the, the author training that he is doing to help authors be successful is just out of this world. I really like his approach. It really got me to th- rethink how I do my talks mm-hmm. when I go and speak. Um, especially from a workshop level, because he has a, th- this concept of I do, we do, you do. Right. And and it's getting people involved. And and platforms like Stack Blitz really help that because we don't have to worry about what machine it's on, what you're yeah. doing. You instantly, you've got that code. You can start to play with it. You can work through the example. And, and then we can give you some feedback on what you did. Very cool. So... Uh... I think you kind of told us what the best thing about the conference is because I've been asking people that, but it sounds like for you, it's the people. It is the people. I, I love the talks. I am having, being a sponsor here, I don't get to see as many of the talks yeah. live as what I would hope. Yeah, I'm and, in the same boat with the podcast booth, right? Yeah, so I, I with the great thing at Brebug is in our in our kitchen, it's a big galley style kitchen uh-huh. with a big 70 whatever inch TV. And all day long, we play videos. And I'll basically, I'll be sitting in the kitchen then uh, as much as possible to sit and, and hear right. the talks and take that stuff in. Cause there's so much great knowledge, so much great mm-hmm. value, but it does come down to people. And yep. it's, 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 that's what I love is talking to people at the booth, talking with people out on the floor. Yep. Um, you know, had an amazing breakfast talk uh, this morning with mm-hmm. a whole bunch of, of people from the NGRX world right. about what's the direction, where, where are we going with things? And, 
you know, it was an honor to sit at that table um, mm -hmm. with those other developers. I'm like, wow, that's that's impressive. Yeah. Well, um, and what you're saying is is something that I've been telling people too. Is like, look, um, if I want to watch the talk, it's going to be on YouTube. I can watch it later. Um, exactly. The people are going home in a day or two. Exactly. Hard to have that conversation, yeah. you know, later. And uh, it, it's just amazing to see everybody. So, yeah. yeah, love it, love it, love it. Good deal. So how do people find you uh, online if they want to reach out? Yeah, so you can reach me at Jesse S underscore Brebug. Um, you can search Brebug and find me. Mm -hmm. You can search Jesse Sanders. Now, there's a basketball player. I, I, I didn't play basketball. But you are uh, a musician. But... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have brought that fact up to you. <laughs> no, it's all good. I love it. Um, so you can search my name. Um, easiest thing, though, is on, on Twitter. You yeah. can DM me. Happy to, to talk with you. If you have questions about a, something that I've done or something that you're doing or in the direction of Angular in general, send me a message. We'd love to you know chat with you, talk to you, find out your opinions, and, and share with you what I have. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks, Jesse. Chuck, awesome to be here. Thanks so much for the opportunity to sit down and chat with you. This is fun. I was really nervous. I'll be just totally honest. Like, I am intimidating. I oh will admit God. It. Well, sitting down on a podcast, it's being recorded mm -hmm. and it's like, oh, no prep. What am yeah. I going to say? But you always make me feel so comfortable. That's I right. really appreciate. Uh, yeah, I am not a musician. I am an intimidator. <laughs> Show me the mean face. Oh, there, <laughs> there it is. There it is. All right. I, I had to think about my kids doing something bad. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, awesome. All right. Well, thanks, Jesse. Yep. Thank you. Take care. Bye now. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit C A C H E F L Y dot com to learn more.